you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania right across Australia and each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively get to know who God is why we are here and where we are going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and today we have David Leo, sorry, joining us from Devonport. How are you David? I'm well thanks Tabitha and how are you? I'm good, happy Monday. (laughs) Happy Monday to you and all our listeners. Yes, It's good to have you join us once again. Yeah. And we're progressing well. Um, the year is going so fast. I can't believe we are in the fifth month of the year. Yeah. It's um, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 How brilliant. was your weekend? Did you get to have some relaxing time? Spend some time with family? I did. I spent some time with family yesterday. Mm. Oh, it was uh, Mother's Day, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. So that had, to, that had to happen. Had a full full day uh, Sabbath. That was full on. And um, Friday. What happened on Friday? Oh, wow. Seems so far away. But yeah, no, I had a great weekend. Um, got to preach on, we're about to finish up our Revelation sim, uh, series that we've been doing at Deloraine. And uh, the last couple of chapters where it talks about the New Jerusalem and Jesus coming soon. It's just uh, just a real joy to, to, to speak on that. You know, that's the hope that we hold on to and knowing that Jesus is returning soon. Mm, indeed, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a blessing. And yep. um, so today we are talking about something to do with the wise and the foolish builders. And you've, I believe you want to share with us something that you're efficient at. I think that will sort of open up um, today's discussion. Where are we going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually our last um Last part of the series, we've been going through the wise and foolish parables, and uh, this is the last part of it. Uh, next week, we're going to um, start a new one called the Parables of the Christian Life. I think there's five parables we're looking at in that one, but uh, yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, and and just uh, recapping from oh, actually, before we even get into that, I just want to give a you know, I, I just want to let Christina know she sent through a prayer request last week. Hmm. And uh, I want to assure her that we uh, have definitely been praying for her. And hmm. I pray that uh, the Lord has been bringing comfort in that situation. And I also want to give a shout out to Johnny. Um, I think, was it last week? No, no, it was a couple of weeks ago that we talked about the rich fool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mentioned that my favorite uh, favorite fruit is Fijoas. <laughs> and just last week... Mm-hmm. Um, is one of the girls at school came with a bag of Fijos because uh, he heard about it on oh, the radio. So, <laughs> oh, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, that was much appreciated. Didn't, didn't last very long. And one of my uh, church members, <laughs> Delray Nola, she she gave us a a bowl of Fijos on Sabbath, oh, and that didn't even lovely. last an hour. When I got home, it was yeah. Told, oh, that's told everyone, clearly shows yeah, it's your favorite. That's oh well, so, uh, yeah. I made the announcement at home. I said, oh, you know, hey everyone, we got some, uh, we got some Fijos, and then the family just sat around, <laughs> <laughs> and one by one, those Fijos just got demolished. But, um, oh, yeah. that's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was. <clears throat> it was really nice. But yeah, we're, um, today we're actually going to look at a parable, uh, and it's very, very short. It's a very short parable. It's um, it's a parable about, 
think people might think, oh yeah, I've heard of this parable. It's the one about the the wise and the foolish builder. One built his house upon the sand, and one built his house upon the rock. But this is actually a different version. The the one that people think about that's usually found in uh, that, that 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 parable is found in Matthew. But we're actually going to Luke. Uh, Luke six forty nine to 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 talk about that, mm. but yeah. But before we do, um, the reason why I wanted to ask, what's something that you're really efficient at? at you know, I want our listeners to think about that as well. What's a project where or projects that you're really efficient at? It. You know, where did the where did the skills come from? How did you first learn learn these things? You know, how did you uh, get good at it? You know, that's something to to think about. And I I wanted to think of, I wanted to go along the lines of. Um, I want to go along the lines um, of talking because I talk on the radio. <laughs> and, you know, how do I become pro- proficient at that? You know, when I when I think about this, because I have people. Um, I don't know if you know this, but do you know what the number one fear in uh, in the world is? Um, is it public speaking? It's public speaking. You know, that's <laughs> a that's a crazy thing, and, and I and I and it's strange in my life. I, I don't remember. I can't remember when the last time that I was nervous having to stand up in front of people. You were never nervous. No, it's, it's wow. something that doesn't, uh, yeah, something that doesn't really happen to me, you know, like, um, and, and I realized since I was a little kid, uh, being brought up in the church and whatnot, my, my parents gave us little tips on what to do when you speak up the front. You know, they, they say things like, uh, I saw my dad telling me, hey, you know, don't rock back and forward, you know, looking nervous. And, and I would have been about five or six years old at the time, you know, and, and something else he said, um, you know, when, when you speak, you know, really try and find your thoughts and your expressions before you open your mouth, you know. And I think, man, you know, now that I'm old, I'm like, well, all those things, they, um, they've become a really important part of, my life now. I know it's, it's important that I, I'm able to um, express what the thoughts are, what the feelings, and, and all those things come through. And so I realize now, as we get into this parable, that um, we uh, look at what the foundations are, you know, because it talks about getting to the foundations, you know, like being able to set a solid foundation. And, uh, you know, I wonder, Tabitha. Hmm. Oh, I didn't even recap from last week, right? So last week we looked at the cunning manager. Do you remember that? Yes. I, yeah. yeah, so we've got the cunning manager that and we talked about. And he was commented, like he did. <laughs> yeah. The way um, the master commended him. Commended him <laughs> for his for the cunning ways of doing things. Yeah. And then Jesus tells us, you know, if, if people in the world can do it, if they can be that smart and strategize, then why, why not we? Right? And so we have a similar... Um, we're kind of building off that idea because now it's setting the right foundation. And uh, Tabitha, can you think, think of something that you're really efficient at, and how did you mm. how did you get how did you get there? Yeah, just quickly to let our listeners know, if you missed last week's um, program, you can catch up through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, and uh, our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, you can text us any questions. Any comments, any feedback, and please um, respond to our question. Uh, we have a listener question um, that we're going to ask sometime a bit later. So please use that number to respond to the question so we can have some interaction. And we really like to hear from our listeners. 
So um, I can't really think of a specific thing, but I think I believe that I good at doing my job like i'm usually once i'm aware of my responsibilities i don't need to be reminded um and i can say um jason is my supervisor um in this radio job and i believe that he trusts me to do my job because i i feel like i've earned that <laughs> trust <laughs> at least that's what i yes. think i don't know yes. how, if he feels that way but i think i've earned that trust and uh, also at my other job, um, I work in disability support and I'm a key worker. And I've been in the role for one year now. And I can't remember a single time that like my team leaders had to remind me um, to do something that I know I'm uh, supposed to do. Um, I think I make his work actually quite easier. And he said that before. <laughs> he doesn't oh, need to do any follow-ups with me or like um, even need to attend stakeholder meetings. I just update him like, okay. I'm having this meeting and uh, with this and this person, if it's coordinate of support, and then I just update him what was discussed. And yeah, wow. not that I don't make mistakes. Of course, I've made sure. few mistakes which I've but owned up to, but yeah. Where do, you, where do you think that comes from, just being having to be told yeah. once? Um, so my parents, <laughs> yeah, they um, encouraged us. They nurtured us <clears> to <throat> do our best. Even like I think from the small things, like when the kids are growing up, as when we were growing up, um, my mom like expected us to do r- good, like to do a good job, even f- doing from doing household um, chores. She just expected a good job. She'd be like, "Oh no, there's this issue here." <laughs> my mom would come home from work, and then she'll just run her finger through the. Uh, bench top and she'd be like mm, there's dust on my finger <laughs> this was not done properly but yeah just um encourages to always do our best and i think yeah that's where i got that from oh okay so you can see then you know for both of us and maybe for perhaps a lot of us those foundations of um our ethics and our uh our work ethic i suppose starts with our parents it starts in the home, hmm. and so um, it's you know be, parenting is not an easy thing. You know, I've got three kids, and I want to talk to other parents. You know, it's it's hard work. You got to do the got to do the hard yards, but you know the um, the rewards do come. You know, I've got a fourteen year old that's starting to come around, and uh, you know, like just when you're thinking, man, is anything we did in the last thirteen years <laughs> is it going to get anywhere? You know, but when you see it, it's like, oh man, praise the Lord, this is this is fantastic. Mm. But uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll read this very short parable. It's only three verses, I believe, four verses, I believe, mm. and then uh, we'll elaborate on it in, um, so when we after we hear our first song. Song, mm. and it's called "If I Stand by Jars of Clay." If I stand, yes. <laughs> There's more that rises in the morning than the sun And more that shines in the night than just the moon There's more than just this fire here that keeps me warm In a shelter that is larger than this room And there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere sentiment And a music higher than the songs that I can sing Stuff of earth competes for the allegiance I owe only to the giver of all good things So if I stand, let me stand on the promise You'll pull me through And if 
If I can't let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. So if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me these songs. And if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. There's more that dances on the prairies than the wind, and more that pulses in the ocean than the tide. There's a love that's fiercer than the love between friends, more gentle than a mother's when her baby's at her side. And there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere sentiments, and a music higher than the songs that I can sing. The stuff of earth competes for the allegiance. I don't want it to give of all good things. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you'll pull me through. And if I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. And if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me these songs. If I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise you'll pull me through. And if I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. If I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me these songs. But if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. But if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for. That was If I Stand by Jazz of Clay. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with De- David Leo. And uh, David is talking about the wise and foolish builders. And that is from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses 46 to 49. And we're going mm-hmm. to read that shortly. But before we do that, um, I'd like to ask a question. I'll ask our listeners a question. And uh, maybe you'll understand that better, um, especially you're hearing about this parable for the first time, you'll probably understand it better after we read the scripture passage. Mm, but um, mm. can you remember a time when you had to work very hard to set the foundations um, for something? It could be you were involved in a big or a crucial project, it could be work-related, or it could be just something that is personal, um, a personal project. Um, just let us know for a time that you had to work very hard to set the right foundations. Um for instance, I can think of moving here um, from overseas. It was a big change for me, um, and I had to 
really work hard to understand the system, like accessing services, because um, the information is not readily available, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming here like as a skilled migrant. Um, you just expected to find out, navigate, and <laughs> you know, find your way, <laughs> which is really, really hard. And um, also, I had to understand the work culture. It's a bit different from um, in um, the work culture in Kenya, and even some accents. Like, um, I was struggling to understand some accents, to be honest. And um, yeah, it just took some time. I had to really right, take my time right. and work hard on that. But yeah, um, this letter is not for time you had to work hard to set the right foundations um, through 0488-880-891. And we have a free book offer. It's called Making Discipleship Simple. Um, it's mm. talking about becoming a disciple of Christ, and it's by Michael Ndagimboe. And I said to David that um, this name sounds Kenyan. <laughs> sounds like <laughs> a name a from home. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... Um, yeah, so I'm done. Um, David, last in the previous section, you talked about sharing, um, about being efficient at something and uh, setting the right foundations. And you shared with us about being good in public speaking and how your parents helped you with that. Um, would you like me to read today's scripture passage? Yes, please. We, I'll, I'll yeah. say a prayer before you do. Oh, yeah, um, sure. But just to remind our listeners, we're at Luke 6, verses 46 to 49. That's what we're going to be reading. And if you're driving and doing something else, then that's where you're hearing it from, in case you want to reference it later. Luke mm-hmm. 6, verse 46 to 49. Let me pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father in heaven, we're about to hear your word. And Lord, as you've promised in the Bible, that faith increases when we hear your word. So we claim that promise now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, David. Um, I'm reading from the New International Version, mm-hmm. um, and the title is The Wise and Foolish Builders. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug deep down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house house but could not shake it because it was well built but then but the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation the moment the torrent struck that house it collapsed and its destruction was complete Mm, destruction was complete Mm. so thanks for reading that tabitha so now we got an idea of uh why we've been talking about setting the foundation jesus sums it up and says that you've got to, uh, you know, build. You got you got to dig right through to get to the rock, and anyone that doesn't, well, then you know it falls over. But that first verse, the first verse of this uh, verse forty six, it gives us an indication of what's required from a disciple of Christ. If we make a decision to choose Jesus and say, yeah, we we, uh, we want we're willing to pay the cost of being a disciple. <clears throat> There's four things it says here. It says. Uh, Verse 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? So there's two things there. The first thing is, disciples call Jesus Lord, and they do what he says. The third thing is, uh, and found, third and the fourth thing is found in 47, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. So if we put it chronologically, the first thing we've got to do is, if we call Jesus Lord, and we come to Jesus, right? So you've got to be in his presence. And then we hear what he says. And the last thing that's required is to 
do what he says. Right. So these are four things that we can hold on to and go, okay, that's that's pretty clear cut what we what what's needed here. And then he makes a reference. A man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. <clears throat> now people in Palestine, they were really familiar with the way the ground the ground is. They have this you know, surface surface uh, layer called it's, it's a hard pan. You know, rocks are hard to get through, and but when you get through that, then you can lay the strong foundation, right? But some people, they just thought, oh, you know, the hard pan is reliable enough. We'll just build. We'll just build there. Or the alternative is we'll find uh, soft soil and build on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I think of this, when I think of the soft soil. Can you think? Can you think? I'm put you on the spot here, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. But you, you might, you might figure it out. <laughs> can you think of a building? It's a very famous building, and it's obvious that the foundation hasn't been laid properly. Mm. Is that in the in Hobart? Is it in? It's a, it's in, no, it's in, it's in Italy. Is it the Eiffel Tower? No, 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 that's Paris, but uh, there's a famous... Oh. Uh, uh, it's, it's in pizza, okay? So the <laughs> the uh, the city's called pizza, not not food, <laughs> P-I-S-A, but it's called the Leaning Tower of Pizza, mm. right? And this huge, tall building <laughs> is literally leaning, and it's continuing to sink. It's continuing to sink, right, as, you know, even to this day. But that, that, was, that, that took over a century of time put together because of war, civil war that was happening in Italy, but the foundation was never laid properly. Mm-hmm. And now to this day, you can see this, it's a famous, uh, you know, people, tourists take photos with it and there's this, this tower just leaning, you know, like just waiting to fall over someday, somehow. But they couldn't, they, they, um, they're constantly trying to fix the foundation, but there's never a way to get it up straight. They're not, never going to be able to have the buildings you know, sitting up straight. And, this just reminds me of like man when something's put on soft soil, you know, like it's not it's not going to hold properly. Mm. And uh, just just around the corner from here, just around the corner from here in Devonport, we've got our church campground. And I still remember uh, when we were setting up the youth tent, and we had to put the pegs down. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember. There's probably it's probably fifty fifty. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, there was there was all these um, these pegs that we had to put down, and between the pegs we had to put these uh, these these poles. These, you know, I don't know if they're poles, large large pegs that are used to hold the the tent down. And we were dealing with some hard ground. You know, it was really difficult to get through. We had to get some tools and things like that to really bang down the uh, these pegs, which were probably about two meters. Uh, or a meter and a half each that we had to try and get into the ground mm-hmm. so that we could we could tie the cords on mm-hmm. and uh you know that kept us going for a while it was hard work but you know throughout the camp when the wind came and blew and all that you know, things came that tent didn't go anywhere mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 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 pigs howled down mm. and they yeah they, they were solid but could you imagine if we just said, oh, let's just find some soft soil. <laughs> <laughs> make our work easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah make, our, make our work convenient and easy, you know, put in the soft soil. When when the wind comes to blow, man, those, those things will start moving, you know, and what we thought was easy becomes hard. And Jesus is making this, making this, um, making this appeal to those who are listening. And the people that are listening are uh, disciples that are coming to, that are hearing these things and people that are coming to be healed, you know, from their sickness and from, uh, 
demonic, uh, demonic position and things like that. And they hear Jesus make the comparison to, if you're going to lay the foundation, break through the hard pan, break through the hard ground to get to the rock. Hmm. That's how you're going to you know, lay a solid, solid ground. You know, and, and people are listening to this and thinking, man, you, this, this makes sense. Right. And the warning comes, the warning comes after he's given a bit of advice on just before this, he talks about how um, you're uh, bearing the right fruit, that the trees bear good fruit. And he's talking about look for the right people that bear the, the right fruit. And have a, have a look at, um, oh, actually, yeah, just a few verses up, it talks about um, the blind leading the blind. Mm hmm. The blind leading the blind. This is an interesting, interesting take because when when Jesus talks about the blind leading the blind, he's t he makes a um, he makes a comment about falling into a pit. This is in verse verses thirty nine and forty. Uh, I'll, I'll read it. He says he also told them a parable: Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? And this is interesting because when you go traveling in the in the Middle East, when you go traveling in Palestine, there's holes and pits everywhere because people dug wells. You know, and so if you have eyes, you can see where you're going. But if you're blind, yeah, you're going to fall in a pit. And so you come back to this foundation thing. He's saying, find the right teachers. Find the right people that are going to teach you the right thing. Because, you know, if they're going to fall in a pit, then you're going to fall in a pit as well. And he's, basically, he's making a point. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the right guy. I'm the guy that's not blind. Right? So... You know that's uh, that's something we really need to take into consideration. But I'm, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna get more into what does it mean um, to have that solid foundation when it comes to following Jesus. Indeed, and uh, we are going to listen to our next song. It's called um, "To the End" by Luke and Salma Wilke.
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was To The End by Luke and Salma Wilke, and uh, such a beautiful song. If you endure to the end, you will be saved. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And uh, David is talking about this um, parable of the wise and foolish builders, and it's from the book of Luke, chapter 6. Verses 46 to 49. Mm. And before we continue, um, I'd like to encourage our listeners to tell us, share with us of a time you had to work very hard to set the right foundations. Um, it could be you're involved in a big or crucial project, or it could be just a life skill that you have. Just, you know, it could be anything really. Um, share with us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, now David, um, in the previous section, you talked about what Jesus expects of us. Um, he, Jesus wants us not to just be hearers, but doers, and uh, not to be blind followers, but to follow him because mm. he is mm. the way. And he encourages us to set the foundations right in our Christian journey. And you said you're going to talk about uh, what it means to set the right foundation in Christ. Um, so would you like to share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's... Um there's a Bible verse in Isaiah 28:16, which makes it quite clear. And it says, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. So this is from Isaiah 28:16. So that's, that's um, I, I read that to make the point that Jesus is indeed making um, the, the argument <clears throat> that he is the foundation to build on. He's the he's the teacher. He's the one that we we are to follow. And what, what does it mean? 
you know, we've got these four things, the four things of as a disciple. They call him Lord, they make their mission that he's Lord, they come to him, they hear what he has to say, and they do what he has to say. Mm. And these are the four things we talked about that we can figure out in this in this short parable. Um, in, in the last uh, segment, I talked about how how can a blind lead a blind, uh, you know, lead them there. That was in verse 40. In verse 41, so I'm reading this because what's some of the things that, that we're called on to you know, to be a disciple of Christ. What are the things that he, he asks us? Now listen to this. He says, verse 40, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? Mm. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in our brother's uh, in, in your brother's eye. So, here is something that is already challenging: what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, to do what He says. Right? He's just. This is just one of them. Like if you read the whole Luke six, you'll get a more uh, expounded version of what Jesus is talking about. But one of the things He asks us to do is to examine your own issues before examining somebody else's. Hmm. Now, that's a that's a hard call, isn't it? Hmm. Like, it's really easy. You know, in, in, the, in the time that we're living in now, I mean, and back then, apparently, because you can see that that's what Jesus is, is talking, uh, talking about and talking to his crowd. But this is a, this is a difficult thing. It's, it's easier to point out other people's problems than sit there and examine, hmm, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with the? You know, I've I've got some issues going on with myself because, yeah, you and I have been in this been in this hot seat. It sounds like your parents are a, a, a lot like mine. They they would say things about my life that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm. You know, they would say things like, "David, after you've finished uh, making yourself a sandwich, clean up after yourself. Put mm. everything away." Mm. You know, uh, you think uh, you think I'm a maid that's here to, to serve you, and you know I, I didn't like hearing that. You know, I didn't like hearing, "Hey, uh, David, uh, you know you didn't come home after school, and um, you know you promised you're going to do these, going to mow the lawns and do these things, and you ended up hanging out at your friend's house, and I didn't know where you were." I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be told these things, you know. But these are these are parents that are setting the foundation. Because if they're not going to hold us accountable, then, you know, who is? And now, you know, when I'm older and there are people that point things out, it's it's not new to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when somebody says, hey, Dave, uh, that sermon you preached the other day, I didn't really like it because of this and that. And you said this and I don't agree with that. I can I can hear what they're saying. I'm like, OK, let's listen. Let's hear what you got to say, because. This is not the first time. This is my. This is not my first rodeo of being criticised, you know, and, and and being told certain things. And so you, you you learn one of the things that that uh, as a disciple, and we we can see there in Luke, it says, "Hey, learn to be critical of yourself before criticising others." Hmm. Yeah, learn learn that uh, we're, not any of us are perfect. Not any, any of us have arrived. That the fact is, you need and and, and on top of that. He's not asking you to find uh, find people that are going to tell you the wrong things. 
He's saying, find teachers. Don't let the blind lead the blind. Find a teacher that's going to teach you the right thing. Hmm. And he's saying, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you things that are going to set the right foundations for you. And then he goes on to say, after, after the, uh, telling them that, you know, look, look, in the, look at the speck in your eye, bef- uh, look for the log in your eye before you point out the speck in others, you know, like that, that's, that's really important. So one of the things as a disciple of Jesus Christ, according to what we're reading in Luke is, be aware of yourself. Be aware that you are not the be all and end all. Be aware that you actually have a teacher that you need to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Right, and and if you can't, man, well, you can see you can see the problems that would would happen to, that that can happen from no one holding any of us accountable. And Jesus is saying, "I hold you accountable for a reason because mm-hmm. I I've got your best interest at heart." Mm-hmm. And after he gives that instruction, he talks about a tree that bears fruit. Right, mm-hmm. like you don't you don't have an orange tree growing apples, no. or <laughs> you know, or or an apple tree growing fijos. Although I wish that was the case, this is not how it works. You know where the the the, the where the tree is planted, and if it's planted on a sure foundation and a good good place, well, it's going to bear fruit that that you're meant to grow. And Jesus is saying, when you put yourself with the right teacher, the fruit that you're going to bear is what I'm going to put through you, and this is what people are going to want to want to eat. And then he comes to this parable. So he set, he set up all these things. Jesus, <laughs> listen to this. Jesus set up the foundation for this parable. Right? So now he's, now he's making a point. When you decide to follow me as your Lord and Savior, don't expect things to be, uh, you know, to be just a, a, ride, a walk in the park. This is going to be a ride, and things are going to happen when you start. When you start being self-aware, and you start showing fruit, <clears throat> there are people that are not going to like it and will attack you. You know, they're, they're, they're going to wow. How, why, why does this person have such a life that you know they that uh, they live moral, they do things that are right, and they blah 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 blah. You know? So when he talks about the flood coming, the flood coming to shake that building, <clears throat> and. Uh, the storms that will come, the challenges that come, when the foundation is set right, you know, you're, you're going to be able to handle those particular situations. Uh, when, like, like I mentioned before, you know, when critique comes, of course I don't like it, but it's not the first time I've been there. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to take. Now, you know, like for example, you were saying when you first moved here, it was assumed that you know all these things, but now you've learned these access places to access and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The foundation's been set, mm. right? You, you, you know, if, if things are to go um, pear shaped, well, you know, oh, okay, I know what to do in the mm. situation. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, do the hard work, because right now, for a long time, that hard that hard surface of the way we are, you know, the the things that we have become, it's it nearly feels like it's set. But he's saying, no, nah, no, nah, dig deep, dig deeper. <laughs> go in be self-aware be the right the, grow the right type of fruit you know d- d- don't follow the blind follow follow me that knows where I'm going mm. you know and uh, know, knows where I'm at and he makes the call for disciples all of you do the same thing you know but, and, and, and the call hasn't changed the same appeal he made back then is the same appeal he makes today so mm. you know listen listen to listen to the voice of Jesus as he calls out and invites us too mm. Yeah. 
um, making discipleship simple. Um, not everyone thinks discipleship to be simple, to be honest, but, mm. well, um, there's a way that can be made simple. Um, so this book by Mike Unjage, Mboi, uh, talking about becoming a disciple of Christ, um, uh, the past explores a subject that is at the heart of the Christian faith, uh, but which is easily left forgotten on the sidelines of the church. Why is discipleship so discipleship sorry so important um simply because mm. every believer is called to become a disciple of Christ mm-hmm. as this is the means by which he brings his plans for our lives to fruition um and the author initially shares the case of f- for becoming disciple and then goes on to demonstrate what it means and takes for us to become the disciples Christ intends us to be he brings these subjects to life um and it makes it easier to understand through the application of familiar Bible passages in a simple and practical way. Um, this book will inspire readers to persevere on the path of discipleship. Um, I'll give you the code to claim this book after the break. But first, let's listen to this song called A Living Sermon by Gavin Chantillier. living sermon for thee Some people would rather see than hear one With a smile on my face and my place in the sun Doing the things in this world you want done Seven days of the week let my every action speak Louder than anything I could say With God as my guide And my eyes to the sky Lord, let me be A living sermon for Thee Let me be an instrument of peace Sharing your love with others And where there is strife Lord, use my life Grant me your wisdom To know how to help my brothers Not for worldly acclaim Personal gain Just for the peace You've given For those who would be greatest Are those who are least Lord, let me be A living sermon for Thee
That was a living sermon by Gavin Chantilia. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with um, David Leo. And uh, David has been sharing with us about the wise and foolish builders, uh, which is found in the book of Luke, chapter 6, uh, verses 46 to 49, in case you joined us a bit later. And um, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim this important book. It's a really um, interesting book. Um that you need to read, especially if you want to become a good follower of Christ. It's, because, it's called Making Discipleship Simple, and it's by Michael Jagimboy. The code to claim the book is Encounter 12. Text Encounter number 1 to number 12 as a number. Um, don't put any space in between. Text to 048-880-891 and we'll be able to send the book to you. And just to let you know, it may take a few weeks. Sometimes we um, experience delays and um, if you don't get it within like one week, don't, you know, just uh, be a little bit patient with us. And also we only have three copies to give away, so we'll give to the first three people to text in. So David, in the previous section you summarized about what it's to be done to be a disciple of Christ. Um, and you said one is to call him Lord, two is to come to him, um, three is to hear what he has to say, and four, do what he expects of you. What else do you have for us before we wrap up as we are in the last section of today's program? Yeah, this is the, um, there's four things you summed up there. They they were found of 46 and 47. And I just want to encourage everyone, you know, following Jesus is the best decision that we could ever make in our lives. You know, we learn things about ourselves and um, we end up blessing others from the fruit that he, he gives us. And, you know, we find freedom in being able to, you know, find a God that not only created us, but loves us. And cares cares enough to to say, hey, I've got a you know, I want to reveal the plan that I have for you, you know. And this is a you know, for, as much as I've been trying to convince. I don't know if you, how long you've been listening, but yeah, you, know, you can see how this is something that I can I I can't stop doing anymore. You know, when I entertain the idea of not following Jesus, I don't even know what life I don't know what type of life I'll be living. You know, <laughs> so it just it sounds crazy to me, but um. I want to. I want to encourage. You know, this is the, the the hard work that we're called to do. That the the path where Jesus says, "Do as I say." You know, things like uh, you know, making sure to check ourselves before we we start telling others. You know, and I and I found that when we're uh, doing that more often, you don't have to look for other people's speck in their eyes to tell them, "Hey, take that out." You know, when you're when you when you're uh, Constantly aware, and you're submitting yourself to Jesus Christ. Uh, they, these things just come about. People are able to, to figure it out for themselves. You know, like, oh, okay, this is happening. And when when people know that you love them, mm-hmm. you know, they they allow you to be that. Per- like like I talked about our parents that hold us accountable. When they know that you're a person that loves them, they're more willing to to hear what you have to say because they see the fruit in your life. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So the soul, the soul makes sense. The soul, the soul comes around and is, and is, and is, uh, it's a great blessing. I don't know how, how much more to say <laughs> to try and uh, articulate. You can't emphasize it enough. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The words just can't articulate how, how good, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is as when you take him on as a, as a, as a master and as a teacher. You know, I, um, there's this parable that I love to, to love to share. It's a story. It's a analogy, you know, and I can't remember where I first heard it, but it's of a man, of a man that wants to follow Jesus, but he finds that he just can't be a good disciple, and he figures that he has to go to the go to the bush and stay by himself, and you know, work it out for work out how to become a good a good disciple. So he goes to the goes to a hut in the bush. And he prays hard. He prays every day, Lord. You know, I want to be a better disciple. I don't. I want to do more for you. I just don't feel like I'm. A, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. And an angel appears to him one evening, brightens up the room, and tells him, "Hey, listen. Uh, tomorrow morning, when you get out that door, there's going to be a huge rock that's uh, in the ground. Uh, the Lord wants you to push it." And the man thinks, "Oh, fa- fantastic! I've got a, I've got an assignment now, but I don't understand what it means." And so uh, he wakes up in the morning, and sure enough, there's this rock there. This huge rock, you know, nearly double the size of him. So he starts pushing it, <clears throat> and he's straining, pushing it. The rock won't move. Spends all day doing this. Nothing happens, you know. Uh, but he's encouraged. This is what the Lord asked me to do. So he keeps on doing it. After about three weeks, he's getting tired of it. And uh, a bushwalker's walking past, and he asks him, he sees a strange man pushing this rock, and the rock's not going anywhere. And he says, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing, mate? And he says, oh, you know, I've, um, you know, the Lord, the, I've been asking the Lord what I have to do with my life, and the Lord said that I've got to push this rock. And the man said to him, eh, maybe that's not what the Lord wants from you. Maybe it's something different, you know. And so the bushwalker went on, and the man thought to himself, maybe the man's right. Maybe there's something different that I have to say. And the angel came to him that evening and said, uh, I just want to you know, remind you, this is what the Lord wants you to do, to push that rock. And the man thinks, wow, what a waste of time. I, I'm not getting anywhere. This rock's not even budging. It doesn't even look like it's moved you know, like a couple of millimeters. And so he wakes up in the morning, does the same thing. You know, a couple of weeks later, there's another bushwalker that comes past, repeats what the other one said. What are you doing? The man says, oh, the Lord told me to do this. This is my, my, my calling. And the man says, no, the Lord doesn't exist. God does not exist. And he walked away, and the man went back to his room. Oh, maybe that's right. Maybe the, maybe God doesn't exist. And you know, he's trying to, he starts to doubt. And uh, he starts praying. Lord, why? Like, you know, well, is this really my calling? Or do you even exist? And he has all these doubts that are coming through now. And then... Uh, the angel comes in the morning and he says, uh, mate, uh, you know, like the Lord has heard your prayer and he wants you to look in the mirror. And so the man goes to the mirror and the angel says to him, look at your shoulders and your arms and your back. Tell me what you see. And the man looks and he goes, whoa, they've like tripled in size. (laughs) (laughs) And then he looks at his legs and he says, wow, my legs have gone big. You know, he looks at his hands and they've got calluses from all the techniques that he tried to use to push this rock. And the angel says, listen, you're five times stronger than you used to be and healthier. You've become a different person. Mm-hmm. And the man says, but this doesn't make sense. You know, like the rock didn't even move. <laughs> the angel says to the man, your calling, 
your calling was to push the rock, not to move it. Mm. You know, and and this mm. is this is the this is the work that that Jesus asked us. When you're a disciple, it might not make sense to you, mm-hmm. but don't for one second think that He's not growing you and He's planting you in the right foundation and the things He's going to do in our lives. Mm. You know, that's the that's the Jesus that loves us and, and calls to us. Mm. Indeed, and actually, what you said it's it sounds familiar. Sometimes you're thinking, "Oh, I'm really doing this," but doesn't make sense or I can't see progress or, you know, you're thinking, okay, am I doing the right thing? Am, am I on the right track? Mm. Now, it's just good to be reminded that, um, you know, there's some growth that is happening. It's, it's just good to look back and see where you've come from and recognize that and appreciate that as well. Um, just to remind our listeners, the code to claim today's free book offer, which is a book called Making Discipleship Simple. It's a really special book. Um, the code is Encounter 12, text that to 0488-880891. Uh, we've had two people requesting so far, so we've only got one copy left to give away. So just um, if you really want to get this book, you can text us in. Or if you text later, if you're like the fourth uh, we can still give you a link on how to purchase the book. <laughs> so we just have one free copy to give away um, for today. So what do you have for us next week, David? Next week, we start the uh, new parable series, and it's called um, The Christian Life. And next week is The Tale of Two Sons. Mm. The Tale of Two Sons. That's the parable we're looking at. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a mind bender this one but uh yeah the christian life it's going to be enjoyable mm, make sure to join us next week to hear what david has to share i have no idea so i'm looking forward to it and um tomorrow we have uh, peter watts and jason and peter will be talking about the reluctant messenger and uh yeah just join peter to know what he's going to talk about tomorrow um thank you david for that powerful sharing and i hope our listeners have been blessed And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Uh, We hope Mm. you've been blessed through today's sharing. And wherever you are, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We're going out with this song, I Have Decided by Wilter Atkins. Before me, the world.
cross before me No turning back No turning Turning back, no turning back. 